So good morning, everyone. Welcome to Daddy Devotions. My name is Lloyd. I'm the site pastor of Father's House, Jeffrey's Bay. And this morning, I'm going to share a conversation with you, um, picking up what we spoke about in church this past Sunday. Um, how through, which is how through the internal workings of the Holy Spirit, we can activate lasting spiritual change in our lives. The kind of change that brings about God's best for us. And what are the tools that we need to achieve this? Because here's the thing, if we were all created by God with this inerrant need to develop and grow and change and mature as people, what if the next thing that we are waiting for, this next change in our lives that we are trusting God for, requires a change on the inside of us first, before a change on the outside of us, so that we are able to carry the thing that we are trusting God for. And it's a great conversation based on a passage of scripture in Luke chapter 5, verses 33 to 39. And I'm going to read from the uh, CSB version. This is what it says. Then they said to him, John's disciples fast often and say prayers. And those of the Pharisees do the same, but yours eat and drink. Speaking to Jesus, Jesus said to them, his response was, you can't make the wedding guests fast while the groom is with them, can you? That's the part that I'm going to be focusing on this morning. But the time will come when the groom will be taken away from them, then they will fast in those days. So there's an appropriateness to when people should fast. Um, and then he goes on to use these two analogies that are quite well known. He says, um, you also told him a parable. No one tears a patch from a new garment and puts it on, on an old garment. Otherwise, not only will he tear the new, but also the piece from the, from, the, from the new garment will not match the old. They won't be compatible, you see. And I just absolutely love this verse for so many reasons. And no one puts new wine into old wine skins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins, it will spill, and the skins will be ruined. No, new wine is put into fresh wine skins. And no one after drinking old wine wants new because he says the old is better. It's a great um, passage of scripture for so many reasons. And we've, we've been discussing some of these principles that Jesus is speaking about um, in church on Sunday. And this last Sunday, we focused on one specific area, which is how we're doing on our spiritual vision, our ability to recognize spiritual things and to be able to discern a moment where God is at work. And then having the, the courage to respond appropriately to those moments when we identify them so that we don't miss out on the progress that God wants to do in our lives. Because in this text, there was a spiritual move happening in the room, right? When Jesus is sitting here having this meal with some disciples and some of his followers and then some people that weren't his followers. And it was important for Jesus to model to his followers how to identify those moments and develop the spiritual sensitivity, if you will, this ability to, to discern a move of God and then the appropriate response when those moments happen. And we as his extended followers today can really um, apply these and experience God's best for our lives. You know, and speaking about spiritual moments, this was Matthew's dinner party, right? This was the guy called Levi who just a few chapters before that, well, I think in, in fact, even the chapter before this was a tax collector, someone that was absolutely despised by society. And this is the guy that wrote Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. Talk about a spiritual move happening in a room, right? And, and I think this is what God was trying to say to us this morning is he, it's, it's important to know how to identify those moments when God is at work in someone or in something in our lives and then how to respond well to them. Because here's the thing, you know, when it comes to recognizing a move of God and being willing to respond well in those moments, sometimes what the Lord is calling us to do is exactly the opposite of what the culture of today might want to dictate, just like it was in this passage. You see, 
Jesus taught his disciples, his followers in this passage, how to feast with sinners before he taught them how to fast with saints. That's really important. You know, even though the culture of the time was telling them the exact opposite. You know, this was a big shock to the religious leaders that were there. He said, you know, that, or they were kind of saying to him, surely everyone should be fasting. You know, this is, this is custom. This is what we have always done. This is the, this is the norm. This is what the traditions say we should practice. Yet Jesus was there feasting when he should have been fasting, according to the religious leaders of the time. And I really think that's an applicable lesson today because you could be so caught up trying to please God or earn his affection or attention, like some of the people were doing in this room by, by kind of performing these external things, that you may miss the fact that he's been standing right there alongside you the entire time, not needing anything but your attention while you've been so busy trying to earn his and I think that's what the Lord is encouraging us today in, in, in and through the scripture is that he wants us to enjoy our time with Jesus instead of all these other things that were merely external ordinances about him. So how do we do that? How do we ensure that we prioritize spiritual things before earthly things and recognize when God is at work in a moment and then respond well? How do we not miss these moments? Because when we when God is at work, because when we do that, this is when we develop the spiritual sensitivity and bring out the best in us. Well, a few thoughts to, say, to, to share with you. The first is we begin to, to discern well spiritually when we learn to prioritize celebrations over ceremonies. Celebrations over ceremonies. What do I mean? Well, this in the story, there's one group of disciples, right? John's. These were the guys that were fasting. Jesus' disciples, these were the guys that were feasting. Right? And fasting, as we know, was the kind of accepted ceremonial practice of the day. And this Jesus was busy there, was, was, was there busy celebrating. Now, if you think about that, that, what is fascinating to me is, you know, what is fasting? Fasting is a spiritual discipline. It's a, it's a biblical practice that's designed to eliminate distractions and bring a deeper focus on God, right? That's what we know according to Scripture. It's intended to bring a deeper focus on God. On the Lord. Can you see the irony there? The Pharisees were so fixated on fulfilling a ceremony, this practice, that they missed the moment of celebration. Jesus, the one that they're fasting about, is standing right there at the dinner party with him. Man, that blows my mind. That sometimes we get so caught up and we miss this moment. We get so caught up by external things that we forget that Jesus is standing right there. He's the one that all of these, all of these things are pointing towards anyway. They missed the moment of enjoying a meal with Jesus, a celebration, because they were so focused on fasting, a ceremony that they thought would bring affection from Jesus. And fasting is good. It's something that we should do, right? We all, we all know this, but the heart behind it is crucially important. And that's a powerful lesson for us to learn today. Colossians 2 verses 6 to 10 says, So then just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to walk in him, being rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, overflowing with gratitude. And this is a verse that kind of ties into this conversation. Be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit based on human tradition. Amen. Oh, and based on the elements of this world rather than on Christ. For the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ, and you have been filled by him, who is the head over every ruler and authority. You know what this verse is saying? It's saying, why would you settle for something that's a, merely a, a, a symbol of the real thing, when you can have the real thing? You know, human tradition. Why settle for something that's a human tradition when you can have Christ 
the fullness of God himself in you. And then secondly, we begin to discern well when we prioritize not only celebrations over ceremonies, first point, but secondly, salvation over status. Salvation over status. What do I mean by this? Well, you see in the passage of scripture, which I feel the Lord is showing us as a community today, when it comes to seeing well with our spiritual eyes, being able to have this discernment, Jesus was teaching his followers how to prioritize well. And this is what he was saying. He said, I prioritize people over process. Jesus was modeling that he prioritizes relationship over religion, salvation over status, because salvation was in the room and, and, and Jesus wasn't concerned about ticking the box of legalistic ob- observation. And he was saying, irrespective of their status, Matthew, all the tax collectors, the sinners, these are the guys that salvation is for. And I guess that's a question for us today, is are we able to see clearly enough that in every moment in our lives, in every interaction, the Christian faith is infinitely more to do with the relationship with Jesus than simply a religion about him. And that's something important for us to recognize today, that irrespective of status, someone's background, where they come from, what they do, this salvation is for them. Salvation is for everyone. And this is what Jesus wanted to model for us in this text. So I hope that I encourage you this morning and uh, just remember these important two ideas when it comes to activating spiritual change, lasting change in us. Um, and that we should firstly recognize and focus on celebrations with Jesus above ceremonies about him. And also when we prioritize salvation over status, that's when we begin to activate this spiritual change that brings about God's best in our lives. So I hope that encouraged you this morning. And I'm going to take a, a moment or two just to, just to pray before we head on out with the rest of our day uh, this morning. So let's just do that. Father, thank you so much um, that you gave us such a great role model in your son who was just perfect. He's the Lamb of God. He's our Redeemer. And in this passage, we see how he so passionately pursued salvation for people uh, over any kind of religious ceremony. And Father, I pray that you would give us the courage to always, no matter how difficult it is, no matter what society says, to to pursue you, to pursue an intimate relationship with you um, and to look for moments of salvation for everyone else irrespective of their status, Father, every single day. Thank you, Father, that you've created us with spiritual gifts and may they be activated in our lives as we step out as your, as your followers to, to, to bring the good news of the gospel wherever we are. And Father, I thank you when we do that, we will see miraculous things happen. And I thank you, Lord, that because you are for us, who can be against us? And we celebrate your faithfulness today and I pray your blessing over us now as a community as we go. And all of these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.